Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host, Justin Lamb, and it is officially June, and that means this is the beginning of our summer series. I'm so excited to get this rolling. I've been working on it for months now, and I'm pumped to finally give it to all of you to listen to. Is it weird that I just said I'm pumped to give it to all of you? Never mind. Let's not focus on that. So, what are we focusing on? Well, If you follow along on Instagram, you know that every week I post a self-care tip. I try to make them as specific and non-basic as possible. And even though it's called (laughs) self-care, even though it's called self-care Saturday, I do sometimes end up posting them on Sunday or even Monday. Whoopsies. (laughs) I'm terrible at posting. Can we just get that out of the way? But all this has to say, uh, I care about self-care. Is that a funny sentence? Yes, it is. And, you know, not as a buzzword or as an excuse to eat cheeseburgers and put makeup on, but as a way to curb the degradation of your mental health. You know, so this summer is our self-care summer series. Don't worry. We still have a lot of great guests who specialize in specific areas, and we will have interviews with some familiar folks, as well as some new voices for your ears to hears. Before we get started, though... I wanted to introduce you all to the topic and cover one of our most basic needs, so I won't hold you back anymore. You know how this works. Let's get started with this Friend Request Self-Care Summer Series. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend? So what is self-care? It's a buzzword for sure, and in the zeitgeist, it's taken on many forms and meanings. Uh, You've likely heard it on social media more than you care to. Um, I admit it. I'm guilty of those posts, too. And I do think, as a buzzword, it has really gotten out of hand in some ways. Like, here's, here's a quick scroll through social media. Things that make me feel fancy but are actually cheap, self care edition. Putting on your satin robe after a long day. Satin hey is friends, a lot more today is my self-care day and I'm going to use my favorite facial self-care treatment to exfoliate. Self-care tips that aren't face masks or my bubble baths. I think it's so cute when men do anything what? remotely like self-care. But girls self-care routine. Contrary to popular belief, but girls need self-care too. So with all this mess around a pretty simple idea, I wanted to take a minute to introduce you guys to what I think self-care is and what the summer series is going to be all about. First, I think self-care is about healthy habits and rewards and mental health breaks, right? I'm not here to chastise how anyone else uses the term, but this series will not be about any strange behaviors that people put the term self-care on in any effort to justify or rationalize said behavior. I want to focus on tangible things that have been proven to improve your overall well-being, reduce stress, and maybe even, maybe even add years to your life. I know I'm getting really optimistic. So I have experts in all sorts of areas that I'm going to be talking to, including some former guests. You guys are going to recognize those voices. And they're going to help me discuss the benefits of specific activities and how you can use them to improve your life. And while some are difficult and possibly even triggering, wait until we get to the finances episode in August, I want to start off with something pretty simple and basic. Water. Thank you. 
Who knew that water was such a touchy subject? How much you drink, what form it comes in, what the pH level is, all of these and more are hotly contested. There are bonkers formulas out there that would have someone like me, 6'3", 250 pounds, I'm working on it, drinking 500 ounces of water a day. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure that would make my kidneys give up and leave my body. Like, see you, man, you're on your own. Because I can't pee no more. My bladder's going with them. Packing the bags. What are the bags? If your kidneys and your bladder had bags to pack, would it be your spleen? I don't know. So, <laughs> I got off track. Let's talk to some previous friends of the podcast to find out more about these uh, so-called formulas. My name is Lauren Carroll. I am a mother, a wife, a woman who is passionate about helping myself and other people feel good. And I pursued a certificate in plant-based nutrition. I learned it from a personal trainer who I worked closely with, which is half your body weight in ounces. So some people, I've heard some people say half your body weight in ounces plus 32 ounces, which to me seems excessive. This half your body weight theory came up a lot. From what I was always taught, it's your body weight cut in half is what you're supposed to drink. This is Stacy. I'm Stacy Geisel. I, I'm the owner of Evolve Beyond Limits, which is a human design company. I am a nurse. I'm still a nurse, technically. Uh, don't utilize that, but I am still a nurse. And then as far as nutrition, I got certified in nutrition. I think people have overdone it with water. They're getting a little, a little crazy with the, you know, like, let's all drink gallons a day. The truth of the matter is, though, that drinking water is, in the most obvious and simplest way, super good for you. We all know that we need water to live, but whether we all drink enough of it and understand all of its benefits, I mean, that's a whole other ballgame. I am chronically dehydrated. That is like, no, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like that is, that is something I struggle with. So my name is Jenny Helms and I'm a licensed clinical marriage and family therapist. I will say anecdotally, I have noticed that when I am better about it, I feel a lot better and my head is a lot clearer and my workouts run smoother. And Jenny is not alone. A peer-reviewed article on the history of drinking water as it relates to society, written by Joyce Chaplin, published in 2020, discusses the lack of importance that the world placed on water and its intake as a measure of health. It was rarely mentioned in medical books, and clean drinking water as a basic human right is still pretty new to the grand scheme of things. Here's Lauren again. I think it's easy to take it for granted because it's such a mindless boring thing that, you know, thankfully we have access to in our lives. You know, we have access to fresh water, which is a privilege, I think. She's not wrong. And it is important to point out that not everywhere has access to clean drinking water. And if places like Flint, Michigan told us anything, it's that even if we think we have clean drinking water, we could be wrong. But let's assume the majority of listeners do have clean drinking water. Are we drinking enough? I think the average person probably doesn't drink enough water. When I was really in nursing and like holistic health coaching, it was always like, shoot for 80 to 100 ounces. Most people aren't getting that. And so any improvement in that is great. The basic statistics of water intake are pretty alarming. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, between 2005 and 2010, young people in the U.S. drank an average of 15 ounces of water per day and adults average of 39 ounces. 
So what's the solution? Why is it so important to self-care? When I think of self-care, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But water is an essential thing for every kind of person. I am a big proponent of following your intuition and not just your intuition, but listening to your body's cues. So I have cues that my body will give me when I know I need more water. Um, and I, you know, certain things like drinking extra coffee or alcohol or, um, you know, working out more intensely, different activities and other things that you put into your body are going to, you know, make you need more water um, as a result of them. So I think our our bodies kind of cry out for help with with symptoms that we don't always associate with a lack of proper hydration, like you said, headaches, fatigue, indigestion, things like that. You know, we, we assume, oh, my stomach hurts. I must have eaten something weird, you know, or I'm tired. Gosh, I'm just staying up too late or, you know. It's true. A lot of symptoms we associate with other things are actually early signs of dehydration, especially headaches. As a form of self-care, water can help you with your emotional and mental health too. Here's Jenny again. If somebody's like really dysregulated, if their nervous system's really dysregulated, you know how somebody would, it, like, I remember back in the day, this being kind of annoying to me when people were like, can I get you a glass of water? I feel like you're crying and you're really upset. And there's actually something to that, that when you're dysregulated and even drinking water, when you're like struggling with like, like, when you're struggling to self-regulate, it's helpful. Also, on the note of self-care as it pertains to mental health, water can help improve your mood. One of the first signs of dehydration is irritability, and dehydration happens long before you're a cartoonish cat in a desert seeing a mirage of some palm trees in, a, in an ocean. You could be partially dehydrated right now and not even know it. And on the note of mental health, mental being your brain, a 2016 article from JAMA Pediatrics said that drinking water has been proven to improve cognitive function too. Look at that. Okay, we know we should be drinking more and the general consensus of how much we should drink. But another opinion that is strong amongst many listeners is the temperature of the water. But is there anything there? Here's Stacy. Temperature? Okay, that is something. Is it? Yeah, it's Why? a thing. So, okay, water, first of all. Obviously, we need it. Okay, so there's it's, it's very important. Like, But as far as the temperature of water... This is an interesting thing because I it like there's actually things that say you shouldn't have cold water an hour before or an hour after you eat because it's actually like your digestive system is your it's your power center it's where everything heats up and if you're drinking cold water you're actually cooling down your like your whole system your whole core Scientifically speaking, there is actually little evidence for what temperature is better to drink or if it has any effect at all. One article from the Cleveland Clinic suggests it primarily comes down to preference, though the doctor in the article did claim that there was a potential of burning an extra five calories to bring the water to optimal digestive temperatures. But outside of that, there are few studies done to show any specific differences. The only study I found that was worthwhile was specifically in regards to the best temperature of water to drink during heat stress and dehydration. The answer? Cool tap water. 60 degrees Fahrenheit or 16 degrees Celsius for you metric folks. But either way, 
we have all heard some sort of ideal or belief around this. Here's Stacy again. Ayurvedically, so Ayurveda is like the science of life. And this is interesting because all of us are made up of these three energies. We all we all have all three, but the equation as to which we have them is different. So we've got Vata, which is very air heavy. We've got Pitta, which is very um, is very fire heavy. And then we also have Kapha, which is very like earthy. So people who are very high Pitta, like myself, we have a lot of fire going on. We're almost always going to gravitate towards like cold drinks because we're trying to like calm that fire that's like in us. So I know, do you drink hot or cold coffee? Like I, so for me, unless it's first thing in the morning, you will not see me with a hot coffee or a hot drink in my hand, like cold all the way. Regardless of your beliefs or your preferred temperature, one thing is ultimately true at the end of the day. And I think it can be easily summed up by Lauren. Our bodies are comprised of 70% water. It might be closer to 60%, but it's somewhere in there. Um, And interestingly, it's similar to our planet. Our planet is 70% water, and so are our bodies. So I just like that kind of um, the parallel. Literally everything that happens in our body requires water. Our blood is 90% water. Our cells are made of water. So if you're thirsty, just drink some fucking water. That's, that's a good place to start. That is a good place to start. Just drink some fucking water. <laughs> it seems pretty simple, right? I'll leave you with that. And I want to express how excited I am for these little self-care episodes. I think you guys are really going to enjoy them. We're going to go in depth about so many great topics and talk to so many fascinating people. I'm really looking forward to releasing these for you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you to my guest speakers, Lauren Carroll, Jenny Helms, and Stacy Geisel. If you'd like to hear more about uh, any of them, really, but uh, Stacy and Lauren uh, have their own episodes in season one, and you can listen to Jenny's therapy episodes in season two. There's a lot of them. Special thanks to Talia Dalton for the theme song and to all the Patreon supporters who keep this show going. I love you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Go drink some fucking water. Thank you.